Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of the Daily Dose of Baseball podcast. I am Corey. I'm Patrick. And today we will be talking about some baseball. And opening day is right around the corner. At the time we're recording this, it is 2.38 on Wednesday, March 31st, Eastern Time. So about 24 hours from now, games will be starting. And we will be seeing the first games of the year. Um, we do have a few injuries that if you're playing fantasy baseball, if you're a fan of these teams, just to watch out for. And uh, do you want to kick it off with the first two injuries? Yeah, okay. So, um, Adalberto Mondesi, um, it was just announced that he will be starting the season on the injured list due to a right oblique strain. Um, Mondesi, who always seems to have injury problems, certainly not good for him or the Royals. I mean, the Royals might be around 500 this year or at least flirt with it. Um, so he would have been a big part of it. So obliques, they're a little tricky. We'll see how long it takes him to recover. Another injury, G-Man Choi. He will be undergoing surgery to repair his knee. Um, that cannot be good. It says he will be sidelined for at least three to five weeks, and then he gets to start go- um, going through baseball activities again. So it seems like that could be a while. Um, he's important to the Rays. He's one of those guys they just play the matchups with. He'll always play against the right-hander since he's a left-handed batter. And it kind of hurts for the Rays because he is an important part of their team. And we have two more injuries that are pretty big, and we touched on both these last week. Um, Eloy Jimenez, it was announced Monday he'd be having surgery Tuesday, which was yesterday. And his recovery will take four to five months. So if you're playing fantasy baseball and you have him, drop him now. There's no point in needing him. By the time he comes back, the season's probably going to be over anyways. Um, pick up somebody else. Andrew Vaughn will probably be taking his place in the field. And Jose Leclerc is also going to have surgery. He's going to have Tommy John surgery. And it was reported also on Monday that he will have it. Um, big piece to the Rangers bullpen. Not sure who's going to start at closer now, uh, but be on the lookout for that especially for fantasy player and you want to pick up a closer closer for your fantasy league, look out for the Rangers closer because nobody probably has him and McClurk's going to be out for a, probably the whole year and maybe even all of next year because uh, Tommy John is one of the more serious injuries of baseball. And one more injury that um, occurred in the past um, week, Luke Voigt. He also has a knee injury similar to G-Man Choi. And kind of a similar injury, he'll be probably out for at least a month, and then he gets to start doing baseball activities again. Um, this hurts for the Yankees. He, he led the majors in homers last year. And um, so now Jay Bruce will be the Yankees' starting first baseman. I'm sure not exactly what the Yankees wanted, but um, I think Jay Bruce will be a nice substitution for Luke Boyd. And now we're going to discuss with you the opening day matchups for this year. Um we got 15 games. Everybody's playing on opening day again. This has only occurred, I think, once or twice before. Um, and we got some really good pitching matchups. And we got games all throughout the day. So if you want to watch some teams in, like, 1 o'clock, some teams at 10 o'clock, some teams at 7, they are spread out all throughout the day. Uh, we got a couple games at 1 Eastern time, a couple games at 2. And we got some games at 3, 4, literally all day. Uh, it's going to be a great day. First day of the season tomorrow. And we're going to have some really good pitching matchups. Um, be sure to look out for most of these games. A lot of these games are going to be really entertaining and really close. Um, and 
Yeah, you want to start? Yeah, so one of the great matchups on opening day tomorrow is going to be the Blue Jays versus Yankees. Um, that's going to be Hunjin Ryu and Garrett Cole, two Scion contenders, um, two that finished third and fourth in the Scion voting respectively um, last year. Another um, good matchup with at least one pitcher, Indians-Tigers, with the reigning Scion Award winner Shane Bieber on the mound. Um, Orioles versus Red Sox with John Means and Nathan Navaldi, two pitchers that are looking to have bounce-back years after um, years that um, they probably want to forget last year. Neither of them are very good. Twins versus Brewers, um, a very underrated pitching matchup. Kenta Maeda, who was sneakily a Cy Young um, contender last year. I think he was in the top three at least. And Brendan Woodruff, who has shown he can perform for the Brewers. That matchup is going to be interesting. Pirates versus Cubs, Chad Cool for the Pirates. I mean, they really have no pitching. Um, and Kyle Hendricks, who I like, but nothing we really get excited about is there. Another matchup is going to be a pretty good one in terms of the pitchers, Braves and the Phillies. Um, who will have the Braves will have Max Fried on the mound, who was their ace last year in place of Max Roca, and Aaron Nola, who um, is starting his fourth opening day. For the Dimebacks versus the Padres, Madison Bumgarner um, will make his second straight opening day start, I believe, for the Diamondbacks, facing off against the new Padres pitcher, Hugh Darvish. And for the reigning World Series champions, Los Angeles Dodgers, they will face off against the Colorado Rockies with Clayton Kershaw, making his ninth career opening opening day start facing Herman Marquez. And we got another really good matchup with the Cardinals and the Reds, two teams contending for the NL Central title, with Jack Flaherty and Luis Castillo, two of the best pitchers in baseball, facing off against each other. And then we have the Rangers and Royals with Kyle Gibson and Brad Keller, two young pitchers that are looking to uh, be the aces of their teams, not some strong pitching teams there. Rays and Marlins, two interleague rivals with Glasnow and Alcantara pitching against each other. That's going to be what I'm going to watch. We have the White Sox and Angels, Elito versus Bundy, two really good pitchers, two good teams that are looking to make a playoff run this year. We got the Astros and A's, classic rivalry, two teams in the AOS that have been battling for years. And we got Zach Greinke and Chris Bassett on the mound. Chris Bassett coming off a great year. Zach Greinke going to do some Zach Greinke stuff again this year. We have the Giants and Mariners with Kevin Gausman and Marco Gonzalez facing off against each other. And debatedly the best pitching matchup of opening day. This has happened for years in a row. Seems every year they face each other. The Mets and the Nationals, Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer pitching against each other. Uh, Two of the best pitchers in baseball. Going to be a great matchup. Two top 10 pitchers in baseball. Top five um, you could argue. It's just going to be a great game. They face each other all the time, every year. Mets have a great opening day record, but the Nationals with Scherzer on opening day, it'll be scary. Um, I'm definitely going to watch this game, especially because I'm a Mets fan, and I believe it's going to be on ESPN, yep. if I'm correct. So if you guys want to watch that game, it will be a great game, I promise you. Great pitching duel. Happens pretty much every year. I think out of like the last 10 years, almost every year, the Mets and Nationals have been playing against each other on opening day. And um, yeah, just make sure you watch that game. Trust me, it'll be a great one. And now we will give our playoff predictions and our award predictions for the 2021 season. If you listened last week, you have heard our standings predictions. Make sure you go check that one out. It was a really good episode. And today we're going to start off with the postseason predictions and the award predictions. And um, 
it's going to be a great way to kick off the season. And do you want to go first with your AL predictions? Sure, I will start. Um, we actually have pretty similar predictions, particularly in the NL. The AL is a little different, but I'll start with the wild card game, which based on my standings predictions would be the Twins versus the Rays. And I think the Rays would win this game. Um, the Rays play the matchups really well, and I think their strategy works well against the Twins' power-based lineup. So um, the Rays will face off against the team, which I think will have the best record in the AL, the Yankees. And I'm going to take the Yankees to move on. Um, I know the Yan- the Rays beat them last year, and I think the Yankees might want some revenge. As for the other ALDS, that will be against my two other division winners, the Chicago White Sox. And, yes, I picked the Seattle Mariners. Um, watch the podcast from last week for an explanation. Um, but in this series, I think it's going to be the White Sox pretty easily. Um, they just have the pitching and the hitting much better overall than the Mariners. And that sets us up for a White Sox-Yankees ALCS. And I think this will be a pretty good series. But um, winning it will be the New York Yankees. I just like their pitching um, depth more than the White Sox and their lineup. Um, who knows with the White Sox, Eloy Jimenez. Um, he'll, he would be a big part of a potential playoff run. And if, he not, and if he's not there... Um, that would not be good for them. So I'm going to take the Yankees. And as for me in the AL, I have the Twins and the Blue Jays in the wild card game. And in this game, I have the Blue Jays winning. Uh, I just think they're a better team for a one-game series. And then in the ALDS, I have the Blue Jays going against the White Sox. But for me, the White Sox are going to destroy the Blue Jays. And then I have the Astros against the Yankees in the other game. And I think the Yankees will win this one. Um just a overall better team, and the Astros are in a weak division, so that's why they're in the playoffs for me. And then in the ALCS, just like Patrick, I have the White Sox versus the Yankees, but I am choosing the White Sox to win this one. I think the White Sox will make the World Series. I think by this time, if Elo Jimenez is back, they will be a dominant team offensively. And on the pitching side, they still have a really solid rotation with a scary 1-2-3. And now we move on to the NL, where we have the exact same playoff predictions. I don't know why, I don't know how, but we do. And for the NL wild card, we have the Mets and the Padres facing off. And in this one, we both have the Mets winning. Uh, Padres are definitely a better team in my eyes, but in a one-game series when you have DeGrom on the mound, um, I just think that he's going to destroy that Padres offense and they will win that game. That's exactly why I picked the Mets, just because of the pitcher. So um, because the Mets won the wild card game, we will have them facing off against who we think will be the best team in the National League, the Dodgers. And we both have the Dodgers moving on. Um, basically, the same can be said um, because the Dodgers have a, such a deep team on both sides of the ball. Um, the Mets have a pretty deep team, but not as much as the Dodgers. Um, I just think the Dodgers, it might be, it might be a five-game series because the Mets do have Jacob DeGrom in probably two of those games. But um, – the Dodgers, they're just too good. Yeah, Dodgers are the best team in baseball. They have just such a balanced team, such an amazing team. And for the other NLDS game, we have the other two division winners, the Braves and the Cardinals facing off. And we both have the Braves winning. Braves have a young team, a great pitching staff, a five-game series. They've got such a deep rotation and a very nice bullpen that I think just in a five-game series, they will beat the Cardinals Cardinals also in a weak division. Uh, not an amazing team. They do have a really good team, but not good enough to beat the Braves. I completely agree. And so that was set us up for a National League Championship Series between the Braves and the Dodgers, a rematch of last year's NLCS. And uh, we both have the same team moving on. 
I think this one will go seven games. Um, I'm not sure about you. I think the Braves are going to move on. Um, I'll explain um, why in a minute, but just at the surface, um, the Braves are probably, probably will want revenge against the Dodgers. They might be able to do it, and it's very hard to repeat as a champion in sports in general, and I think the Dodgers, um, they might have to get eliminated here, but again, it would not surprise me if they moved on. Yeah, well, I think the Dodgers are definitely the best team in baseball. I just think in this series, the Braves, like you said, will want revenge. Um, in a seven-game series, the Dodgers are definitely a better team. But I think the Braves at this point, they'll be on a streak. I think by the end of the season, they'll have a really nice, like, like 15-game stretch where they win most of their games. Going into the playoffs, I think that will carry over. And their momentum, they have one of the best teams in baseball. And just their momentum in general, it just carries on throughout the game. Someone gets a home run, the next two guys all get hits. Someone strikes a batter out, the next pitcher that comes in strikes out the next three. Just the team is got great chemistry, and their momentum just carries through the entire game. And now the World Series predictions for both of us. Well, I have the Braves and White Sox. Patrick, you have the Braves and Yankees. And it will definitely be a close series, no matter who's in the World Series. It's going to look like a great year. And drum roll, please. Braves winning the World Series. That's right. I think that against the White Sox, the Braves do have some veterans on their team, um, some really good veterans. And I think overall, they're just a slightly better team, even though it is definitely very comparable. Yeah, and like you said before, on paper, the Dodgers should be in the World Series and probably even win it. But uh, I just feel like the Braves are in a very good spot. I said the, I, I said at the end of last year that this is the Braves' year. I really like how their team is constructed. And um, – I think they do have a chance to beat the Yankees, um, a better chance to beat the Yankees than the Dodgers. And if they can beat the Dodgers, I think they can beat the Yankees. So that's why I have the Braves winning the World Series. And now we have our award predictions. For each league, we'll have our Rookie of the Year, Cy Young Award winner, Comeback Player of the Year, and MVP. Uh, We're not going to do Managers of the Year because I honestly don't know much about the managers. And I don't know. I think having the ones with the players overall is better. And if we did Silver Slugger or Gold Glove, it would take a long time. Yeah. So uh, we'll save that for the end of the year when we're discussing who we think is going to win the awards. So um, after the season happens, probably, probably we'll do it. Um, first off, we could start with our AL Rookie of the Year. And if you want to say who you think is going to win. Yeah, I think Ryan Mountcastle of the Orioles will win. I really, I was impressed by him last year, and I think he he could have a breakout season. And I don't think there are, as, there are as many good rookies in the AL as there are in the NL. And um, so that's why I'll go with Mountcastle. And for me, I'm going to choose Andrew Vaughn. I said him his name before. He will be covering for Eloy Jimenez this year, which means he will start the season on the opening day roster and most likely play the entire year because when Eloy Jimenez comes back, it's probably going to switch to a 40-man roster. So... I think he's going to win, and I think it will be close between him, Mountcastle, Franco, uh, Jared Kellenic. But him having that extra couple months compared to these other guys who will be called up probably mid-May, mid-June, is definitely going to help him overall win the award. And now the AL Cy Young Award, um, there's definitely a lot of contenders for this. But for me, I have another White Sox winning the award with Lucas Giolito winning the AL Cy Young. He had a great year last year. He had a no-hitter last year as well, which was really cool. Uh, I love to see this guy pitch. I think he's a stud. I think he's a breakout player. 
Um, he's definitely going to lead this rotation to a playoff spot, a deep playoff run, and I think he's going to have a Cy Young season this year. Yeah, Giolito would be my um, runner-up for this, but I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Um, I think he's due for an even better season because um, second here with the Yankees, probably more used to it. Not that he wasn't last year. I just think he might be better and probably determined to win his first Cy Young. And so moving on to the AL Comeback Player of the Year. Um, comeback players are kind of hard to predict, especially after last year, which was so weird for many players. But um, I'm going to end up going with J.D. Martinez, who was very bad last year. Really just did not come to play. But um, this year, full season, um, he could be back to an MVP caliber player very easily, in my opinion. So that's why I'm going to go with him. For me, I'm going to stay on the same team as you. And obviously, like you said, this is going to be very hard to predict because you never know how these players will do. You never know how the voters will choose because sometimes they'll choose players who came off a serious injury. Sometimes they'll choose players who came off a bad season. But for me, I think Eduardo Rodriguez will win this award. He, I believe he had COVID last year. Um, yeah, something something to do with it. I'm not sure if he had it, but he had a condition, I think, that was related he to it. Or a condition that would have been really bad for him because if he got it there was a chance he could have ended his career so he opted out last year and he is hurt right now but I believe he'll be back pretty soon he has the vaccine now as well I think because right that would make sense yeah I believe he does I think that's what they did for the players they wanted to have players with like uh conditions get it before all the other players and have all the other people who aren't like professional athletes who aren't fully healthy get it so they're saving the athletes for last. But Eduardo Rodriguez, he's going to have a great year. He's the ace. And if Cristel comes back, this two-starter of this Red Sox team, and he's due for a great year. Now the AL MVP, um, while Mike Trout is most likely going to win it, I'm just going to go ahead and say somebody else. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Bo Bichette will win it. Came off a great rookie year last year. Uh, a lot of people don't think he's going to win it. He's on a great team. He's got a great offense to support him. He's just an overall amazing player. Um, obviously, there's other players like Jose Bray who could go back-to-back. I could see Jose Ramirez winning an MVP. Mike Trout, obviously. There's just so many guys, but I think Bo Bichette will take it this year. Yeah, I can see that. But um, I, like you said, Mike Trout's probably going to win it, and that's who I'm going to pick. I know it's kind of boring, but Mike Trout is just so good. Um he is kind of down on himself for having a bad year, quote unquote, bad year. Somehow it was, if that's a bad year for him, I don't know what to think about that. But um, I think it's just, he is the best player in baseball by far. He has, he has to be at least a favorite to win the AL MVP, in my opinion. It's just, he's just too good. Moving on to the National League, we'll start with the Rookie of the Year, who I'm going to take. And I'm going to take Sixto Sanchez of the Miami Marlins. I really like him. Had a great rookie season last year. Um, he actually got some Rookie of the Year votes, even though he's still qualified to win the Rookie of the Year this year. Same with your guy. But um, I think he's going to be part of a Marlins rotation that's kind of underrated. And I think he won Rookie of the Year. Corey, what do you think? Yeah, there's a few guys that I was going to mean. One being Sixto Sanchez, uh, Dylan Carlson, Gavin Lux. I believe all these guys qualify as rookies, and Ian Anderson as well. But I'm going to go with Brian Hayes, who had a ridiculous year last year. Yes, he only played 24 games, but he still had just a crazy good season. He had an OPS plus over 200, I believe. And while that is only in uh, 
a really small sample size, it still shows how dominant of a player he can be. Um, I believe he will win the NRO of the year. Yeah, that's probably going to be my runner-up. Um, so anyway, moving on to the Cy Young, um, I'm going to take, I guess, another boring pick, Jacob deGrom, even though um, Washington pitch is certainly not boring. Jacob deGrom, who was a back-to-back Cy Young Award winner in 2018-2019, um, arguably could have won it if he got a full season under his belt last year, but he didn't. Trevor Bauer won it. Still many statistics, so he was better last year than 2019. His velocity was up, his strikeouts were up, his ERA was down, his whip was down. And just no signs point to DeGrom slowing up. I think he has a great chance to win it again. Yeah, that's probably me, my runner-up this year. But um, it's between him, Jack Flaherty, and my winner, Walker Buehler, to win the Cy Young. Walker Buehler is the ace of that Dodgers team. He is going to be an amazing pitcher. Um, We saw in the postseason last year, one of the most dominant pitchers in postseason history with a single postseason uh, just a really good starter. He's going to win Cy Young this year, and it won't be his last. To, uh, let me tell you that. And now moving on to the NL Comeback Player of the Year. This one was kind of tough. Uh, I was going between a bunch of different guys, but I think Marcus Stroman will win it this year. Um, he opted out last year because of COVID, and he's going to pitch this year. And he's healthy right now. He's on a really solid rotation. Um, I just think that he's due for a great year. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Um, one that I didn't really actually think of, but now that I think about it more, um, it, that definitely has a chance of happening. But I'm going to go with Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich had a bad 2020. He bat 205. But if you look into his anal- analytical stats, a lot of it shows that he was potentially hitting into some bad luck, hitting the ball hard, right into some people's gloves. And um, people are kind of forget, 2018-2019, he was a top five hitter in the league, arguably top three. And um, I really have – I think he is going to return to um, a form that is very reminiscent of those two years. And I think has a great chance of becoming the National League Comeback Player of the Year. And then the final award we will talk about is going to be the National League MVP. So many great options to pick. Um, you can't really argue against any of the five, six that you could pick. But I'm going to go with Juan Soto. Um, he has been getting a lot of hype recently, um, and rightfully so. He is an incredible hitter, um, so young. People have been comparing him to Ted Williams. That's crazy. I mean, he led the league in batting on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, and OPS plus last year, which is crazy. And he missed the first 10 games or so of the year due to COVID reasons. Um, so that is actually crazy to think about. I think Juan Soto is going to have a monster year and win the National League MVP. Yeah, like you said, there's nobody you could go wrong with. You could take Soto, you could take Acuna, you could take Betts, you could take anybody. But my guy that I think will win is Fernando Tatis Jr. He's hitting in one of the best lineups in baseball. He is one of the most talented players in baseball right now. Um, He's a future Hall of Famer if he keeps up his career. Obviously, it's way too early to decide that. But I think that if he plays like he's supposed to or how he's um projected to, he will be a Hall of Famer for sure in my eyes. Um, I really think he's going to break out this year. I think he's going to have 30 steals, like 40 homers, and hit 300. It's just going to be a crazy year from him. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other guys that I've named before, but I also have some dark horse guys that could win, including Michael Conforto, Corey Seager, Mike Yastrzemski. There's just a few other guys there. It's just this league is going to be crazy this year with the hitting side. 
there's so many hitters that could win the uh, MVP compared to the AL. Well, there's only like a handful of players that I think would win. And that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Daily Dose of Baseball. If you like this content, please make sure to check out Patrick's YouTube channel. Patrick, It's on Pat Stats. It's called Pat Stats on YouTube. And make sure you go check out my TikTok, Corey Plays Baseball. Uh, We'll be also putting some other additional baseball content out there. Um, Make sure you keep on listening to these episodes. Uh, We're going to try to post more often. we got a pretty busy schedule. I know I do at least, and I'm pretty sure you do with school and baseball right now. But we will be working on putting as many episodes out there for you guys. Um, and is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, just the fact that opening day is tomorrow. Um, the baseball season, it is finally here. Not wait. And um, that's pretty much it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.